Hello, and here we are again for the uh, Western Sports FC podcast. We took four points over the weekend just gone, and we'll be discussing where things went right and all wrong, and also the wider issues of the day. It's Thursday the 13th December, and Western Sports HQ is getting busy and awaiting to the start of the pub quiz. With me is reserve team captain for the weekend, Jamie Burt. Uh, and unfortunately, there's no one available from the first team to come and talk to us about their game. So um, just briefly, uh, the way to Dorchester Sports uh, went one nil up. Dorchester Sports turned it around to go two one up, and we came back again to equalise, and it finished two all. Uh, Alex Murphy got a brace again for the second week running last week after coming on on the, from the bench, and this week from starting. Uh, so again. Come from behind. This week got a draw. The week before got a win, but still showing good character. Uh, judging from the match report, um, perhaps a little bit lucky with Dorchester missing a few chances and Sam Watts making a couple of good saves. Uh, but as long as there's some positivity in there, there's a big game against Hamrek coming up on this Saturday in the Cup. So we look forward to that one. So we'll move on to talk about the reserve team match. <coughs> Jamie, we got to Bempster. It was windy, rainy sort of uh, we looked at Bedminster's side and we knew we were going to be in for a hard game yeah definitely um, with Bedminster you really never know what side they're going to put out to be fair and um, we expected that when we arrived and saw there was a couple of players that maybe don't play for them week in week out so we know it would be a test but we were up for it and it kind of proved it during the game yeah when you see players like Sam Smith in the lineup, it's a you know, you know the team's going to be perhaps a bit stronger than it normally is, and uh, with the conditions as they were, it started off as a bit of a battle. But it was good to see that our lads were up for it, as opposed to the, the game before against Cranbourne, when perhaps we weren't. Yeah, Cranbourne, we admit we weren't very good, and we well, some of us put in 100%, others didn't. But at least this week we all put in 100%, and it was well, a real scrappy game, I would say, but come away with the three points so happy days wind and rain whatever you can't you know you just got to adapt to the conditions and your, and your opposition and uh, I guess the first half was a, be- a game of uh, or half a few chances but what chances we did have sort of tended to come from Rory getting at his fullback yeah Rory was brilliant to be fair to him young lad I think their fullback was only a youngster as well and I think that helped him out a lot. And to be fair, he tore him to shreds every time he got the ball. And said to our goal, the build-up play, out to Rory, skinned his man, lovely crossing. And, well, he wouldn't really expect Liam Stobbs to be on the end of a header, but there he was and buried it. Liam Stobbs with a back, towering back post header to put us 1-0 up. So that was probably about half an hour-ish in. Um, that left us in a good position. We probably just started to get on top at that point, I think. Um, but unfortunately, the next thing we know... We give away a penalty. Was it a penalty? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Talk us through it from your position. Um, to be fair, mate, he's done Dicker. And you could tell that he got, Dicker got frustrated by it and he's just pulled him back. And it was maybe, you could argue, it could have been outside, could have been inside, but it looked inside the box to me. And fair enough, it was a penalty. Yeah, from where I was, I think the foul did start outside the box, but I also think it continued inside it, and I, I think the referee got the decision right, if I'm honest. Um, however, Pip pulling off heroics from the penalty. Yeah, it wasn't the best penalty from their lad, to be fair, and um, Pip's dived the right way and saved it with his legs, so fair play to Pip and that, and 
done well for us there, helped us out right before half time as well. And a good reaction from the defenders to get on it and clear the ball as well as it sort of rebounded off his legs into the box. So that was a good outcome for us. Um, the second half, well, it was a bit scrappy if we're honest. I don't think we were ever. There was a bit of time when we were under pressure, but they didn't really create any chances against us, did they? It was more just balls into the box to deal with. Yeah, they. I don't think they actually had a shot on goal that Pitt had to save. Maybe one, they were having long shots and they were putting balls in the box, but I thought we defended really well as a back four, quite a tight unit. And um, we managed, well, everything they threw at us, we managed to clear and get rid of, which helped out. It was a, it was a half of few chances for us again, but the one chance we did have was, a, was an excellent chance. Uh, and there was a ball over to Dwayne and off he went and we ended up with a penalty did it look like a penalty from where you were which is probably quite far away like me I don't have a clue if it was a penalty to be honest I couldn't see I'm, you're going to appeal if he goes down I thought beforehand we should probably have a penalty with Liam Stobbs where he was a bit honest and he stayed on his feet where he should have maybe gone down but we got a penalty and it was a great chance for us to probably well seal the game off and then Dwayne stepped up and it didn't turn out quite as planned no, the keeper's made a good save. Maybe could have put a bit more in the corner, a bit more power on it, but the keeper saved it and, well, it was a, another five minutes of a bit of a squeaky bun time. <laughs> yeah, and I think after that, the game sort of petered out a little bit towards the end and we came away with a, a good three points against a, a good side. And that's a, you know, a good way to come back after, like I say, the disappointment of Cranbourne. Yeah, it's a great response from them, the previous result where we lost to Cranbourne which well, we said earlier we weren't very good so it was the perfect response from us we were missing a couple of players as well and everyone that played stepped up to the occasion and we've got them three points Yeah, so an excellent result there uh, then we went back to the uh, Bermondsey pub and thoroughly enjoyed some burgers and chips which was very good particularly the uh, onions to go on it very enjoyable other results of the day were Blanford 8, Allendale 3 Meertown 6, Wincanton 2, Poolborough 3, Corfmullen 0, Tisbury 8, Dorchester Sports 2. So that leaves us top of the pile as we stand, uh, level on games in Meertown and two points ahead of them. Uh, however, it has to be said that Blandford first team have two games in hand on us and are six points behind, so could bring it all square at the top and their goal difference is significantly better than ours. And yeah, and Tisbury is the same as well, so we could end up in third before you know it there are no more games for us before Christmas which is a little disappointing um, with the first team rearrangements and uh, Dorset Senior Trophy rearrangements and the Dorset Premier League Cup rearrangements it means the first team should have been away this weekend and the reserves at home while the Dorset Premier League have been very proactive in rearranging the games that they've lost through the weather um, the Dorset Senior League have just sort of sat back and taken this cancellation and it does mean that we're now going to go three Saturdays without a game so basically a month without football which is probably less than ideal yeah <laughs> we, we all want to play still but they, these are the circumstances so first team are going to play at home where we would have been at home so it's, it's a nice kind of break for us but it would have been nice to carry on the momentum from the win at the weekend OK, the under-18s had no game at the weekend as Wemden, who they were due to be playing, withdrew from the league. Unfortunately for us, that means that a 9-1 victory earlier in the season goes to waste. 
this Sunday, uh, this weekend, uh, as I mentioned already, the first team have got a huge cup game on the Saturday. It's at Alvington. We'll be playing Hamrek in the Dorset Premier League Cup. Hamrek, of course, premier title challengers, top of the league again this year, and already given us a pretty sound 3-0 hiding it down in Hamworthy. So we're looking to put that right and looking to have try and win like we did in last year's cup competition against them and the under 18s are also at home this weekend uh, a game at Alverton against the Falcons on Sunday so that's two games for you if you want to get out there and watch okay so other things that have happened this week there was a big game at the weekend Chelsea City Jamie I know you didn't see the game but something happened that a lot of people thought wasn't going to happen it turns out that Man City are beatable yes you go back a couple of weeks when um, Chelsea lost the Spurs and everyone thought the wheels had come off a bit and City looked unbeatable back then but this does prove that they are beatable and um, well that's great for other clubs such as Liverpool and Spurs and Chelsea and Arsenal all those that are challenging still so is the title race still open? (laughs) Exactly sort of my next question really is um, Liverpool have got off to their best ever Premier League start Spurs got off to their best ever Premier League start Liverpool are now top and all I can hear is people still talking about City win the league is it time to take Liverpool seriously or is it still City all the way I think City will probably still go on to win it their, their squad their depth in the squad is much better than anyone else's in the Premier League I believe but Liverpool are still chugging away aren't they and they're still up there and well you can't write them off they seem to be grinding out results against the lower teams, which is their problem last season, where they, they won the big games but couldn't always beat the, the sides in the bottom half. But they've, they've addressed that and seem to have put it right this season. Yeah, I think the new keeper has helped them out big time. He's pulling off world-class saves. Van Dijk's a big sign-in for them as well. So they're keeping clean sheets, which they weren't doing last year. So you have to take them seriously. But I say Tottenham... Best ever start, no stadium, no sign-ins. Are we still there? I hope they are, but we'll find out. Not far off at the moment, so it's a long way to go. The other thing, obviously, to come out of that game, which we we can't ignore, was the uh, alleged, as it is at the moment, racist abuse of Raheem Sterling. One thing we can say from the pictures is it was definitely abuse of some description. Uh, I would find it hard to sort of um, think that there wasn't some sort of racial element to it. Given it these days, sort of nearly 50% of the England squad is black, surely we should be moving on from this by now? You would think so. You would, you would think it would have come out the game by now, but, it, well, you can see what happened in the Chelsea game. I, I have seen that clip and you can kind of tell what he says. And there's no place in for it, is there? There's, there's no need. There's just what's the point? Like Chelsea have black players as well so you're not only abusing Sterling you're also abusing your own team by saying that so there's absolutely no need for it and if, they, if the guy is found guilty he should be banned from football for life and I think Raheem Sterling's uh, Instagram post the next day was very telling where he put up the two newspaper stories from the same newspaper the two different Manchester City players buying a house one was Phil Foden and it was isn't he a nice boy buying a house for his mum? And the other one, I can't remember his name, was a, a black player for City. And the story was, how dare he buy a house for his mum? He's never played a Premier League game. What's all this about? The way things are reported needs to be addressed a little bit, doesn't it? Definitely. 
the media, certain papers, to be honest, they chat a load of shit, don't they? <laughs> they, they do, and they don't help the situation. But that's, I, I just personally think that's what they're aiming for. They're trying to get nibbles, they're trying to get people to react. That's what they want. And they, they really don't help, so I do agree with what Sterling put. There's a fabulous Twitter post by an at Adam Keyworth. It's well worth a read. It shows it's about 35 tweet, tweets long and it shows an awful lot of the newspaper stories about Raheem Sterling and how he's portrayed for doing different things. Uh, well worth a read, like I say. Criticised for spending money, criticised for not spending money, criticised for using easy debt. It's, when you see it all in one thing, it's very sort of revealing and really I think the biggest thing people could do is sort of stop buying the hate rags that are sort of printing this thing but unfortunately that probably won't happen Jamie did you see any highlights from the Arsenal Huddersfield game no <laughs> okay I won't ask you the question whether Torreira's goal was the best tapping of all time uh, no, so we'll leave that one that. and move on to the Champions League so all the English teams have got through to the next round it's got to be good for English football right yes definitely you always kind of want the English teams to progress well some of them maybe not all of them but no great for English football and proving that we can compete with the best because well Spain have dominated haven't they the last few years but all the teams qualifying shows how strong the Premier League is and it's good well, it is good for English football and I've no doubt you watched the Spurs game that's a great result for them to seal their qualification oh yeah definitely like we, we did get a bit fortunate in the fact that PSV did get a result at Milan but for anyone that actually watched the Barca-Tottenham game, I, yeah, you can say Barca may put out a weak inside, but I thought Spurs played really well and probably done enough to win the game, just didn't take our chances. But the point is good enough, so I'm happy. <laughs> Absolutely, and the other English teams too, again, I was watching the United game and I'm pretty sure that any of the seeded teams who won their groups will be sort of happy to face Man United, if I'm honest. Yeah, to be fair, I... Definitely. Well, I'd want to play Man United if an English club could get an English club, but they can't the next round. It's something wrong there, I believe. Not all players are maybe playing for the manager, which is, well, I think it's funny, to be honest, but I don't think Man United fans would agree with me on that one. So I'm sure whoever they draw, it's going to be a test anyway, because you never know what Man United team's going to turn up sometimes. OK, I'm going to ask you a question I... Uh asked on our famous lost pod which people will be looking for in years to come uh, recently Chesterfield from the National League now just want to talk you through their latest record they've gone 18 matches without a win which is a club record they've had 8 draws in a row which is a club record but also 11 matches unbeaten in all competition which is their longest unbeaten run for 12 years is this a good run or a bad run? both <laughs> <laughs> Well, I suppose all those losing games in a row is a bad run, but then grinding out, beginning to grind out results, to get a result is a good run, but not quite putting them into wins <laughs> is also bad. But, it, well, I wouldn't be happy as a fan personally, but I suppose they're, they're not losing games anymore. <laughs> Okay, and the other thing we've got to mention, we, again, something from the Lost Pod, really, we were talking about the Sunderland game away at Accrington um, Stanley. The game was sold out, so 
Sunderland were given permission to show the game in their, one of their bars at the Stadium of Light, the Quinn Bar. And for just £10, you could have bought a pint, a pie, uh, a pie with peas, and also get a seat to watch the game on the big screen. My original question would have been, would you just go for the food and, and then disappear and leave? But given the game was then abandoned after 82 minutes of waterlogged pitch, was this a wasted afternoon or are you happy with a pie and a pint? Um, depends how many points they were allowed, to be fair. <laughs> if it's just the one, what is, it is a waste of an afternoon. But if they were maybe treated to another because it was abandoned, then it could have been worth it. <laughs> OK, so it's the FA Cup this weekend it's the second round just before we get into the the big hitters coming in in January in the third round there's 32 ties to be played over the course of the weekend quiz question for you how many of them kick off at 3pm on Saturday out of 32 yeah. all 32 <laughs> nah there must be evening games in there so 25 not quite. Uh, given all the broadcasting rights in different countries and different times, just ten. Ten. So less than a third of the games kick off at Saturday and three, which shows the way football is changing. Okay, there's no stopping for Christmas from the football front. We've got a couple of big games before the end of the year against Hamrack for the first team. So please come and support us for those. As a club, we've also got our chart standard health check coming up, which is important things for us to make sure we maintain the standard that we're playing at and we can stay in the Dorset Premier League and we have to meet certain standards for that with qualifications and people taking courses and making sure everyone's on the right thing. So that's something we've just got to make sure we cross all the T's and dot all the I's before that happens. And that's us done for this week. You can catch our episodes on Apple, Google, Spotify and all other major podcast providers. Please subscribe. To talk to your friends about us get them to give us a listen and share us with all your friends we'd still like you to get in touch you will be a little bit shy at the moment but don't be afraid to ask us questions if you're interesting we'll try and even get you onto the podcast it's about time on it someone said something interesting you can search for our webpage and we're on facebook and twitter with the handle at westland underscore sports so please get in touch use the hashtag wsfc pod and we'll find your comments i'd like to thank jamie for his thoughts tonight and wish best of luck to all our teams this weekend thanks for listening